Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Ain't Afraid to Grow podcast. I am so excited to be back. This is your host, Nayana Sen, and I'm here today with an incredible guest. Her name is Dr. Cassandra LeClaire, and she's going to be helping us talk a little bit about uh, healing from trauma in order to make the best out of your life and living the life you dream about. And many of us are probably dealing with things that we don't openly discuss with a lot of people. And that's okay. You don't have to necessarily openly discuss your issues to heal from them, but you do need to have a plan to heal if you want to make something more out of your life, if you want to have a change, if you want to grow. Otherwise, you'll just kind of be stuck in the same cycle that you've probably been stuck in for some time. And um, there's no better time than the present to move forward and do the things that, you know, you've been dreaming about. So without too much more of uh, me talking, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Dr. LeClaire. She's an author, a professor, a communications consultant, and a motivational speaker. And she is an expert on communicating feelings and improving connections. Uh, Cassandra's mission is to educate individuals on how to have effective and healthy communication to enhance their relationships. Her book, Being Whole, Healing from Trauma and Reclaiming My Voice is about her own journey of breaking destructive patterns to heal from childhood trauma. She lives in Texas with her two children. So I'm so excited to have you with me. Please introduce yourself and talk a little bit more. I know that was not enough of a bio, but Tell no, thank you yourself. so much. I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful to be here. I loved everything that you said and that's, you're so right. You, you said you opened it up perfectly when you said that, you know, you have to be aware and willing and wanting to heal these things. And, and that's, that's what I had to do. I had to really dig in and figure out what I needed to do to grow and heal and to be more of my authentic self and to actually live a life that I wanted to live for myself instead of for other people. And I loved how you said, do it right now. Now is the time because yes, do not wait until the first of the month, the first of the year, the first of whatever you can make that change in any moment in any day. So no, I'm excited to be here to talk about whatever we want to talk about with regard to healing and moving forward and growing and all the things. Yeah. So excited. Uh, so let's start a little bit about your talking about your own journey. How did you get here? How did you, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've always been kind of a successful person and driven and all that, but how did you get to where you are today? I, I, um, you know, I went through this strange, up and down path. And what I can say is that I've always taught, I, I went to become a communication studies professor and I did that because I wanted to teach other people how to have healthier relationships and how to use their voice and how to really embrace this authentic life and this authenticity. But what I struggled with and probably why I was drawn to that so much is because I couldn't figure out why I couldn't do that for myself. I couldn't figure out why I could have all of this knowledge and I could be so good at helping other people with all of these things, but then why am I an anxious mess? Why am I so frantic? Why isn't this working out for me? And I just thought it was all within me. So I constantly was, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be better? Why is this a problem? All of these things. 
And I went on and on and I, I went throughout my life like that, you know, achieving, 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 trying to prove to myself that I was wonderful and amazing and all of these things. And then what happened was a couple of years ago, my family was hit by a drunk driver and that yeah. accident, it, it was, it was traumatizing, but it wasn't, we walked away with minor physical injuries. It wasn't entirely problematic in terms of how it left any physical damage. But what it did to me is it took me back to an emotional space where I was terrified, where I felt like I was going through something and I felt like I had been through that space before, but I didn't know how to get out of it. And so what I mean by that is that all of the sudden I had this event that didn't seem like that big of a deal, really, when you consider how physically I was okay, but emotionally I was terrified. I was worried. I was scared. I had this huge reaction and I went back to this place where I realized that I had to heal more deeply from these traumas that I had endured as a child. So when I was a little girl, I was sexually abused by a family friend and I never talked about it. I never told anyone. And what happened then is I spent my whole life trying to prove that that didn't matter. I spent my whole life trying to get out of that space where I had created these coping mechanisms and these patterns because of things that my abuser had said, because of the things that he had done. So he said things like, no one will ever love you. You know, you'll never be good enough. No one's ever going to believe you. And as a kid, I internalized those things, you know, and I was like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to do everything I can to prove you wrong. Well, what happens then is, you know, as you go through and you have those patterns and you have those patterns and you have those patterns, eventually you don't realize they're patterns because they're just who you are. So when I went back after the accident, I realized so many of these patterns. I really, really, really understood how I was keeping myself in that state of fear and panic because my whole life I'd been chasing to undo these things. I'd been seeking that external validation by trying to be better at, you know, everything else. And instead, all I was doing was like leaving myself feeling empty, feeling like I couldn't get that validation because I didn't feel it from within. And I, I bring all that up because I know for me, it was that trauma, right? But it's important that I say that it doesn't have to be that trauma. Everybody has a trauma. So it's not just if you were abused, it's not if you had you know, something worse happened to you or something that you don't think was as bad. Whatever you have went through, whatever your trauma or your crisis or your stress, it is that bad to you. That is your experience. And so we all have places where we will get in those spaces where you know, we create these coping mechanisms to keep us safe. And then once we're safe, we've kind of hung on to them, right? And we become like almost, if you do that over time, over time, over time, then you're in this shell instead of being able to be your own self. So going back and healing through that trauma and really recognizing those pieces helped me break through that shell. And now, I mean, I am living all those things that I've taught other people how to do for years, all those things that I knew were possible. Like I feel that inside for myself and it's incredible. Wow. Uh, I think, uh, that's a really powerful story and I'm sorry that, you know, you had to go through that, but, uh, it's, I think, um, 
a lot of people don't talk about it and you're so brave to you know be here and share your story with the world and I think the world needs to hear more stories like this because it is I don't think it's that uncommon um, and I think it happens more than we'd like to admit so what a great example to see um, you know someone who has gone through that and really reclaim their life and now you know they're happy in their own own um, and and it's a meaningful life and you're contributing the way you want and you're no longer a prisoner of the past so that that's a beautiful thing congratulations on making it through that so um, let's uh, let's talk about the process of healing I, I don't think healing from something like that is easy right it takes a lot of a uh, lot of work I'm sure so what what should um, someone expect when they're trying to deal with uh, trauma and what should they do what's what's the first thing you tell them to do in order to start addressing some of their own trauma and to try to heal from that I think the lesson I keep learning and I'm still learning because first of all I don't think anyone is ever fully healed you're right a, there's always a deeper layer right there's always something or a trigger that's going to remind you of something different or what have you so recognizing that is is the first thing like it's you're never going to be done it's just that you you keep going but also within that i think it's is just allowing yourself that grace when you do fall again or when you do spiral or when you have a hard day or when things aren't going as well and just recognizing to continually forgive yourself for whatever the process looks like for you because it's messy you know it's not there's a reason we do everything we can to avoid it or we numb out or we you know like and and that's the other thing nobody would have looked at my life and thought I was doing what I was doing so let me tell you what I mean by that I am really great at helping other people or saying yes or being there for others well you know what that does that makes me feel good about myself so if I do that for you, then I feel good. And then when I feel good, then I don't have to deal with this stuff over here that I don't like about myself, right? So nobody wants to go and dig into their shadow work. Like that doesn't sound comfortable, but when we can kind of embrace that and recognize everybody has that too, that's the other piece of this. Everyone has something within them, you know, that's something that is hard for them or that they don't want to look at. So you're not you're not crazy. You're not, you know, abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you. And I think that's so important because when people are healing from whatever it is you do, you feel people feel alone. And that's why, like you said, it's important that not just my story, it's your story. It's anybody's story from whatever, because we need multiple people saying these things because what I have to say won't resonate with everyone or my experience won't be again you know we're not from the same place or we might not have had the same upbringing or whatever it is right so just again you're not alone and and give yourself that grace to recognize it's a process uh I I I like I feel like I'm um just talking to myself but like kind of talking to somebody else like uh this year has been one of those years for me too where I've kind of decided I was going to move forward and deal with all the emotional baggage and kind of get through it. And you're right, it's ugly, it's messy, and it's really not fun to have to come to terms with some of the things. For me, I um, like stress eat a lot and stuff like that. So, you know, 
trying to get that under control and it's kind of working. I go back and forth, but like you said, it's a process. And uh, so I've learned to be more forgiving of myself um, when I, when I do mess up. And so it's kind of nice to know that I'm not alone in that. Like you can't just wake up one day and just magically healed from everything. And um, you, you don't get to, you know, there's no flag. You can fly. I'm healed now. And you know, and that's it. I never, I'm never going to go back to that. Right. So um, what, what else helps? Like what um, helps like you get through it? Is it positive self-talk? And I mean, I think those things are important, all a big part of it, but um, how do you, how do you deal with it? Like, how do you change um, one pattern or, you know, is it one thing at a time or how do you suggest? I think the awareness of it is so big. So just even what you were saying, like you're aware. And then in once you do it, then you are always recognizing, okay, I went back to that pattern. So what can I do differently? Or what, what is the trigger for that pattern? So for me, it was recognizing, I always knew I was doing things, but I didn't know why. So that's where, when I would try to heal, I wouldn't fix things because I wouldn't understand why. So for example, so many of my triggers went back to the, why am I feeling this way? Okay. Is it low self-worth? Is it low self-esteem? So I had to figure out the reason why I wanted to fix anything. Um, because it wasn't just enough for me to say like, oh, I want to be happy. Cause then that didn't, that didn't, I didn't know what it meant for me, but the thing that I find really helpful and it's not a unique suggestion. I'm sure everybody's heard it before is I really am a firm believer in journaling. I really am. And if you don't like to write, then I, I, a lot of times when I'd be driving, I would just take audio notes into my phone, even because I'm busy. I didn't like the idea of sitting down to write, or I would sit down and I'd be like, well, I don't know what to say anyway. So I stopped looking at it as like, oh, I have to journal today. And instead, anytime I felt something or I thought something, I put it in a note in my phone, or I wrote it on like a little in a journal, but I didn't call it journaling. And what I realized is that that's how I was helping myself process throughout the day too. Instead of like, if I did get triggered or did get angry about it, I wrote it down. I was like, oh, I got really frustrated about that. And I could go back to maybe what that was. And that's what enabled me to see kind of some of those patterns that I was engaging in or to recognize these different triggers I had. So my book is actually a result of my journals. So I looked back at my journals over the course of that healing and I saw, I looked and I saw all these patterns and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And so I saw all these patterns and I was like, okay, this is, this is the through line. You know, these are the things I'm doing and that awareness, while it hurts sometimes, you know, when you get that self-awareness. And it, it did enable me to hold myself more accountable or to stop and really ask myself, okay, am I upset about this or am I upset because this is my go-to feeling now or whatever it is. So I think the first step I would say for anyone is just seeing what your own patterns are and recognizing if, you know, for some people, times of day trigger them for sometimes, sometimes it might be another person, other times it might be a certain situation or it might be all of those things, right? Oh, and, yeah. It, it, at the same time. <laughs> so, so that that's really helped me too, because I was having so many emotional reactions about so many different situations because I felt so many emotions inside. 
and just really trying to sit with everything and figure out where each thing was coming from was, was really important to me or really helpful to me. You're such a great example of uh, turning something negative into something positive. You, you wrote down, you journaled and it's your book and that's incredible. So uh, actually I hadn't, I've heard of journaling but I've never done it. So that's like a really good suggestion. I think I'm gonna start writing down some of my trigger points and things like that too. Um, that, that's really an incredible thing that you were able to turn that into a book. Cause I think like it, it does help. You do need to get those emotions out and whatever works for you is how you have to do it. If you, like you said, uh, some people might want to do little video vlogs or something of themselves talking and maybe not release it to the world, but just, you know, kind of hear themselves talk or something. Um, there's just so many like tools that can be used nowadays to uh, get those emotions out of you and out of you, right? Onto paper or just away from within, because where can that emotion go if it's right. trapped inside? Exactly. And just that release. I mean, that's where it could be music. It could be painting. Um, I, my daughter, she'll write diss tracks sometimes, you know, that she will never release to the world, but just to get that, it, it's the same thing. You're getting these emotions out in, in whatever you have to feel it, you're not judging those feelings. You can go back and look at them, but just getting out those feelings. And I think that not everybody has a safe relationship to do that. You know, it's great to say, I'll go talk to somebody or go to therapy. Well, not everybody can afford therapy or has access to it. And not everybody feels comfortable or even has a safe friend or a safe person who can really help them with that or help them in a positive way. So that's where it's also, you know, instead of feeling helpless in that situation, then how can you regain some of your power and some of your control? And it's by finding those things for yourself. You know, what is it for you then? What's your emotional expression? What's your outlet? And really then being able to develop that for yourself, because that's going to carry you through any future situation too, right? And recognizing that you have some power. Because a lot of times when you're, you know, when you're not feeling super powerful interpersonally or feeling really confident, you feel powerless. So it's reminding yourself that it's there somewhere within you. Um, so empowerment, empowerment is a really important topic and reclaiming your power from those situations. So uh, give us a word or something that we can maybe use, like what's your word uh, that describes adequately this process or you know, just something that somebody can take away from this and say, that's what I remember her saying. Ooh, that was a good question. <laughs> I think, okay, so two things. The first thing, and it's always just breathe because it, it, those initial reactions, those initial triggers, no matter what your situation, if you just take even one minute, and that's true, not even if you're triggered about something, maybe you're in a fight with somebody, whatever it is, right? Just take one second and just breathe first before you say it. And then that kind of leads into my second thing. And this is something where whenever we're heightened emotionally and, and a lot of people are right now just from the state of the world, right? We're walking around in a lot of uncertainty. So whenever we're heightened in a heightened state, we're more likely to react. We're more likely to respond to those triggers. So the thing I say over and over, and again, a lot of people say this is, to learn to respond, not react. For me, I was very reactionary to everything, you know, and I took things so personally to across the board and that was my go-to. So it's constantly triggered. 
in just recognizing, okay, I want to respond to this. So that goes back. If you breathe, it helps you respond, not react. So that's why I said that, but just recognizing that too, because so often then we keep ourselves in that space of that emotional reaction. And then your body even like physically gets attached to that feeling, right? So yes, breathe and respond, don't react. So my I like that. I, I put you on the spot and you nailed that one. I love it. Um, so tell us about your, like your book, where we can get the book, how we can work with you. Uh, just tell us everything. So the book is available. Uh, it's paperback, it's audiobook, it's ebook. And you can go to my website, CassandraLeClaire.com, And it has all of the different places there where you can buy it. It's available at all the different platforms. And you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire. I, I love to just talk to people about their relationships and to help them work through. I do a lot of different workshops. And of course I teach at the college level, but really for me, it's everything that we're talking about. I don't think that healing and that awareness and identity and all of these things has to be such a secret. I think that we all have, should be able to find accessible people and find places where we can be inspired by growth. So I really think your podcast is, is a great place for more people to find that for themselves too. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll make sure to link all that information on the Ain't Afraid to Grow blog so people can find it and uh, get your book and get, your, uh, get in touch with you. So thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on this show. I'm really... Um, it, not just excited, I'm happy to have had this conversation because I, I really do feel like um, a lot of high functioning people, they're hiding parts of themselves and you don't know it because you would never expect that from a woman that's a high powered attorney or, you know, just in a, but people have different layers and it's really important to start seeing people as people and not just their positions or their titles and giving them the space to be themselves and to talk about things that bother them. And um, you're right, not everybody has a friend that they can turn to, but maybe at the end of the day, uh, we can all commit to being a better friend to the people that maybe are the strongest and they don't reach out, but um, that doesn't mean they're not going through things. So again, thank you so much for taking your time um, and coming on the show today. I greatly appreciate you. And I'm sure everybody listening is grateful for this as well. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here. I'm really glad we got to have the conversation. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's a wrap, as they like to say in showbiz. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Ain't Afraid to Grow show. I'm your host, Nayana Sen, and I greatly appreciate you taking the time to grow with me. That's what life is all about, so let's do this. Don't forget to check out the website at ain'tafraidtogrow.com for the latest blog posts about how we can grow together. If you want to connect with me, I'm available on all social platforms under the name Nayana speaks n-a-y-a-n-a -A -A speaks doesn't get easier than that does it have a good day grow and don't settle for anything